Well, hello everybody. I am Louise Eddington, the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And um, I help people to really tune in and get to know and understand and accept themselves at a deep level by tuning into the energies of the cosmos, whether it's through a consultation, my Venus Enchantment community membership, or through classes like my Venus Retrograde class, which is uh, it's the Venus Retrograde Heroine's Journey. This is my fourth time of offering it. We begin on December the 14th, though there is already content to listen to, read and watch um, in the portal. So there's a link below. You can, it's time to join because this class is through the roof. It's changed lives in the past three iterations of this course, but this Venus Retrograde is crazy. I'm also the um, author of two books, uh, Modern Astrology and The Complete Guide to Astrology. So if you've uh, got those books, please leave me a review. If you don't, go get yourself a copy. Um, also, before I start, let's uh, say please subscribe to my YouTube channel if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio um, anyway, then um, iTunes reviews are welcome. Um, I also would appreciate if you'd hop over to YouTube and subscribe anyway, whether you prefer to listen or watch, because my uh, YouTube channel is uh, growing and gaining traction and I'm very grateful for that. And I plan on adding a lot more videos um, including one about the USA Pluto return, which I'll be mentioning in this podcast episode. So this is the podcast episode for the Sagittarius solar eclipse that's going to take place on um, December the 4th, 2021. It's um, at 12.43am Mountain Standard Time for um for those of us in like where i live in mountain time it will actually just be on december the 3rd for pacific time um hawaii i think it'll be on december the 3rd but it'll be on december the 4th for most of us and that time is actually 7:43 a.m. universal time so london time or 2.43 a.m. on the east coast of the United States and Canada and, you know, anybody who's on Eastern time. So first of all, let's pull a card for this total eclipse and then I'll dive into the chart and I'm going to share the chart for a bit. Then I'm going to stop sharing and just talk. Um, so we'll uh, dive in. So if you're listening only and you want to see the chart, hop over to YouTube at some point and just listen to the first bit or go and have a look at the chart. All right. So I pulled a card for this um, this solar eclipse and I pulled the Empress card, the which is the Venus card. And uh, and there's many, many reasons why I think this is a very Venusian eclipse. But the Empress herself is just um, one of the most beautiful cards out there. You know, she's the embodiment of, of kind of female divine feminine goddess love. Uh, we have all 
you know, these beautiful little symbols on the card. If you can't see it, we have crescent moons and full moons. Uh, we have a, a gorgeous swan, which is also a beautiful um, uh, image of love and grace. This is a very graceful card. And I think this for many reasons why, um, in fact, I think this is more of a call to grace and to love. Okay, on this eclipse, we have, she's holding this lily that's opening up. We have a bird up there that looks, I'm not kind of, kind of quite sure what bird it is, but it, it looks a bit like a dove to me. And, um, if those of you who follow the goddess uh, Magdalene and many of the um, kind of Isis figures were called little doves. So dove is often a, fig, a symbol of the divine feminine. So we're really being pulled into the grace of the divine feminine on this um, lunation. Beautiful, beautiful card there. So let me share the chart and just tell you a few details before I talk about what this means. So this solar total eclipse is the last eclipse in the Sagittarius Gemini eclipse series and that's for over 19 years. We will not be having any more eclipses in in these signs. And that's because eclipses are, are always um, close to the lunar nodes it's just uh, how uh, the when the planets and um sorry when the not the planets when the sun and moon and the earth line up to form an eclipse they are you know uh, kind of on the ecliptic and that's where the nodes are so this is the last sagittarius eclipse or the last sagittarius gemini eclipse we just had a, a total, uh, well, sorry, a partial 97% almost total uh, lunar eclipse. That was the first eclipse in the Taurus-Scorpio eclipses that we're going to be having till October 2023. So this one's got a big message. It's saying this is the last one in Sagittarius-Gemini. So the actual eclipse is at 12 degrees, 22 uh, minutes. Well, that's the actual uh, um, of Sagittarius. So I've highlighted that in blue. So that's a 12, which is a three. So we'll we'll be looking at that number. Um, it's also at 22 um, minutes and that's a four. And it's also a 22, which is a master number. And it's on a four four day and a 12 month. Uh, four and 12 again and a three. We've also got Mercury conjunct um, the eclipse at 15 degrees and 15 is a six. So we've got the three and the six. So I think we're getting more of this three, six, nine code. We'll talk more about that though. We've got Vesta conjunct the eclipse as well. Vesta, the um, the devotional energy, the the flame, the hearth, and uh, she is this uh, focus and devotional energy. Um, so we're bringing that energy in, also, and she's at nine degrees. So I've, the three six nine code has been activated over and over, and a reminder that this 
is the second of five new moons that's at 12 degrees okay sandwiched by six full moons at 27 degrees so the 12 uh, keeps coming up over and over as does the 27. This eclipse is also opposing Black Moon Lilith. Black Moon Lilith is kind of our original, raw, wild, divine, feminine self. It's often, though, associated with where we've been shamed or where um, women have collectively been shamed over um, centuries. So that's bringing that in as well at the opposing point. But not only that, this eclipse is almost exactly opposing the June the 3rd, 2020 Venus star point when Venus was last retrograde, which was at 13 degrees and 35 minutes. So this eclipse is activating something from that last Venus retrograde as Venus is about to retrograde um, for this next one. On December the 19th, she's going to retrograde. Other things in the chart that are quite astounding to me, and I will talk about what all of this means, okay? <laughs> um, Uranus, Venus um, entered the shadow of her retrograde at 11 degrees um, Capricorn on uh, late on November the 17th. And she was in aspect to Uranus and um, Uranus is still at that 11 degree mark. So this Venus card is, you know, definitely being activated and Venus the planet. Also, Venus is um, within major orb of her conjunction with Pluto. That will occur. She will conjunct Pluto, station retrograde, conjunct Pluto again and then she will station direct and conjunct Pluto again on March the 2nd or 3rd I think. Um, so this is really feeling her retrograde building. She's days away from her retrograde. She's working in tandem with Venus and Pluto on this eclipse. So Back to Uranus, we're also now within orb of the final Saturn-Uranus square um, of the year. And that's, um, oh, what can I tell you about that? That's been the defining aspect of the year. And uh, Saturn and Uranus are going to square for the final time, okay, on March the 10th. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's because I want a square. Sorry. Bear with me. I just wanted to give you the exact date. It's actually Christmas Eve uh, that they square for the final time while Venus is retrograde. Oh, and I did want to mention one other thing about that 11 degree mark. Um that's a, about Saturn. We did have um, five, was I think it was five exact Uranus-Pluto uh, squares that occurred. Bear with me. And then I've given you all this information. Oh no, there were seven. We had seven exact Uranus-Pluto squares 
from the year 2012 to the year 2015. The third of those was on May the 20th, 2013 at 11 degrees of Capricorn to Aries. So Venus is um, Venus entered her shadow and, and the Uranus is now activating that point again. So we're also harking back to 2013 and we're harking back to uh, 19 years ago when the eclipse would have been at this point again. So uh, 19 years, that would have been 2002. Okay, so... Um, some gates there for you to kind of think back to all right um why did i um why is this all so important for the usa this eclipse is actually on the ascendant of the sibley usa chart which is the most commonly used um chart for the usa but not only that so all these new moons, this eclipse is actually on the ascendant, but all these new moons at 12 degrees will aspect that ascendant. And then uh, we are heading into the Pluto return. USA's Pluto is at 27 degrees of Capricorn. So all the full moons at 27 degrees are aspecting the USA's Pluto. And um, on March the 2nd, Venus, Mars and Pluto will exactly all be at 27 degrees on Pluto. So the USA chart is starting to be affected and we can see big changes coming. We can see big transformation coming all right, through these, um, through these lunations and these two eclipses particularly. So I'm, I'm going to do a separate video about the USA Pluto return, but it's affecting everybody globally. And I do want you all to be aware that this eclipse is actually on the ascendant of um, the USA's chart. So it's going to be massive for the USA and that will reverberate out to the world. Oh, that was a lot of stuff. So let's look at the 12, first of all. I'm not going to give you all the numbers. Well, I may talk about a little bit about some of them. Um, I've talked about the 369 code. It was, um, it's known in numerology as a very creative code that unlocks the kind of keys to the universe. Um, that's partly from something Nicole Te Nikola Tesla said. Um, and it, it does seem to be a very magical code. So you can go and search for more for that if you like. But let's talk about the 12 because it's a 12 month and 12 degrees. So the 12 is a charismatic, is charismatic, is um, and very self-reliance. And 12 represents the completed cycle of experience. Um, and if you think about it, 12 is, is so resonant. We have 12 months. We have 12 astrological signs. We have 12 astrological houses. Okay, 12 is, is very um, of how, how we do things. We have 12 hours in the clock. You know, 12, 12, 12, 12, 12. <laughs> it, keeps, it keeps being divided up. Okay. 
but um, the 12 is um, again about that f full cycle of experience and the possibility of regeneration towards a higher consciousness. Um, so uh, the 12 is really um, kind of about letting go of old habits that need to be changed and then attracting what we need as a learning experience. All right. So the 12 is a, a very powerful number of completion and new start of a new cycle in so many ways. And we have the 12 showing up twice on this one. Well, three times, really. The moon, the sun at 12 degrees, the eclipse itself and um, and the day. OK, so the 12, of course, is a three. So it's um, so it's got that creative kind of energy with it, with the. Um, and three is about expressing yourself on all levels. But we've also got the one and the two in the 12, which so we've got the energy, the one of new beginnings of creating our own reality. And number one is also the number of the divine masculine. And then we have the two, the divine feminine. So we're, this is bringing a lot of things together in completion over and over this these 12s. But two is also about seeking balance um, and in many ways, okay, and about tuning into your emotional side to express your feelings. So that's the divine, the energy of the divine feminine. But the three, um, again, is about communications and expression. So, um, and it is the, the month of 12. So this... This uh, really, uh, in the sign of Sagittarius, this new moon is really asking you to really kind of draw things together and to really set your sights, your arrows, your Sagittarian arrows onto creating something really powerful. Okay, it's got this uh, a real kind of visionary energy to it. And as I said, the number three was also about communication. And here we have Mercury, the planet of communication, um, only um, less than three degree, degrees away from the eclipse. Um, after uh, Mercury and the sun will have had their Kazemi, Mercury is combust, this eclipse. So, you know, old ways of communication and old ways of thinking which is very Mercury, are literally going to be eclipsed from this uh, um, from this lunation. And then we have Vesta also combust the eclipse. She's uh, only just over three degrees away. And that's that devotional. So what were you devoted to before? Um, and what are you choosing to devote yourself to in the future? Now, this is a south node eclipse, so it's about releasing something and starting something new. It's about an in Sagittarius. This is about letting go of some old rigid beliefs and really kind of moving towards that Gemini north node. It's as I said, it's the last eclipse in with the nodes in these signs. And so it's this kind of last blast of a message about opening your mind and thinking differently and thinking about the interconnectedness and community of everything. 
And over at that north node, we've got Ceres conjunct and she's about grief and loss. So it's a we're we're kind of it kind of feels like this eclipse is taking us back right through to May 2020 when the eclipses started in there. And we all know what's been happening in that time. So our lives have changed so much and um, how beliefs systems have changed so much and what we value has changed so much and this whole eclipse chart to me is kind of really this last blast of this number uh, sorry of this overall message that we've been um, having since um, since 2020 with a little bit of a hark back to that um, um Uranus Pluto square in 2013 to the eclipses of 20 um, sorry of 2002 as well but not only that this eclipse is um, the last um, I believe yeah it is so 15, 11 yeah it's the last new or full moon before um, we are going into an alchemical bowl called the Draconic Bowl. When Mars crosses the South Node um, on December the 15th, just before Venus stations retrograde, we will have all the significant planets on one side of the lunar nodes. And so you can see this nodal axis is so important right now on this eclipse. And we are going to be in this eclipse bowl right through the northern hemisphere's winter and into the spring. Um, I, I actually think we're not really out of this, um, um, this bowl until Ceres passes the north node and... Um, uh, let me tell you when that is. I should have looked that up for you, but I can. The magic of my. Conjunct. The magic of my software is that I can tell you when that's going to happen pretty quickly. All right. So she comes out of it on. Um, the North Node on January the 31st, 2022. But if we want to um, talk about the personal planets, and Venus will be direct by that point, by the way. So things will be starting to shift. But if we want to talk about the other planets, the, the kind of more commonly used major planets, we're still in a draconic bowl until, oh my goodness, until Mercury passes that north node. And that's not until gosh. Come on, Mercury, where are you? use the search function hang bear with me one second mercury da, 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 da. 
that's not till April the 23rd, 2022. And I kind of suspect that a lot of the confinement that we're going to feel um, is going to come from this uh, shocking eclipse that, you know, the the um, the news is going to be quite um, astounding that um, unfolds from this eclipse over the next few months with Mercury being conjunct the eclipse and combust. It's kind of like the new information that's going to be revealed is going to literally eclipse some of our old beliefs and our old dogmas and our old ideas. We're going to be just like blown open. I think this eclipse is really important. Um, if you have any planets around 12 degrees, particularly of the mutable signs, um, that would be me. <laughs> my moon is at 12 degrees Gemini and my Jupiter's at 14 degrees Sagittarius. So ooh. anyway, <laughs> so the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius and Pisces. If you have any planets around 12 degrees of those signs, you're going to be really blown open by this eclipse. And, th and that can be in good ways. You know, I plan on, I have a, a book, a fourth book in my head about the planets, um, the dwarf planet series. And it's kind of a very um, innovative um, approach to the book, in my opinion, my humble opinion. And um I've kind of been putting the ideas together, but I plan on writing this. And here's this eclipse, right opposing my Gemini moon, <laughs> um, saying, get writing, get writing, get writing. So the eclipse can um, often kind of initiate old things and kind of eclipse something that um, has been perhaps holding you back. So don't always think, oh my God, this is going to be awful. Eclipses can bring wondrous things. So, you know, if you are deeply impacted by this eclipse, but I'm going to say that anything around 12 degrees of all the signs is going to be affected in some way. And the reason is because of all these other lunations that are going to be at 12 degrees. We had number one in Scorpio. This one's in Sagittarius. We're going to have a Capricorn new moon and an Aquarius new moon and then a Pisces new moon all at 12 degrees. So in some way you are going to be aspected by all of these and all the other lunations are aspecting this eclipse degree as well. Um, so... <laughs> Let's look at the symbols and then I'm going to have a think and see if there's any. Oh, I did want to look at, well, 22 um, is a master number. We saw the minutes were there, but I wanted to look at the number four new of, in numerology as well. Give you a little, um, a little bit about that. Okay, so uh, number four, which is um, the day. And also the minute, the 22 of the solar art minutes of the, um, of the eclipse, <laughs> sorry. And, um, number four is a number of stability. Oh, incidentally, Venus is also at 22 degrees on this. And I didn't mention that Venus is at the 22 degree mark of Capricorn, which is the degree that 
um, we had uh, Mercury, the, the Sun, Mercury, Saturn, Pluto and Ceres all meet January the 12th, 2020 at 22 degrees Capricorn. So yeah, that degree is highlighted again on this eclipse too. I kind of think it's going to be a little bit of a gnarly winter, um, like politically and with the, um, sorry for the Southern Hemisphere, summer for you. Um, I think the Northern Hemisphere is being affected more, but I think COVID wise, I think um, we're going to be having a bit of a rough time as well with all of this being highlighted. But the number four, the number four is uh, practicality, is stability, organisation, um, uh, it's devotional as well. So we've got Vesta, the devotion, um, we've got um, also pragmatism in all this and it's also about high morals, integrity and honesty, the four. So, you know, this is what we're being asked to tune into and I go back to the... Um, to the Venus card, the Empress card of the Tarot. She is a woman with great integrity. So we're being asked to step into this grace and integrity. And do we choose to or do we not? <laughs> That's up to us. So the symbols are really interesting. So I'm going to read the Sabian symbol first. I always like to um, um, finish with the um, Chandra symbols because they're kind of really my favourite. But um, the Sabian symbol is a widow's past brought to light. The keynote from Dane Rudyard is the karma of past actions as it affects opportunities presented by a new cycle. And that makes sense because it's a south node eclipse, which is about the past. OK, so there is something karmic about this eclipse. So Rudyard writes, what the widow's past is remains obscure, but the point is that even as a past cycle is closed, um, the karma of whatever deeds or misdeeds this cycle witnessed will almost inevitably intrude into the new life period. Also, once a cycle of activity is concluded, remember the 12, <laughs> Much that was unclear or unconsciously motivated in the events it witnessed can now more easily come to the clear consciousness of the mind. It is possible to joyously herald the dawn from high above the actual stresses of existence, but the new day may be found loaded and darkened by the unfinished business of many a yesterday. And it's kind of got a feel of a little bit of karmic retribution. Um, it's chickens coming to roost, I think, with some of this about, you know, um, uh, some of our um, beliefs that we're going to have to let go of, I think. Okay. So this Chandra symbol for Sagittarius 13, an embalmer at work on a mummy. Death manifests among the living in myriad forms and guises. It is unforgettable in its imprint. Those who are drawn to get close to death and to get involved with it have their own set of challenges accordingly. Will they get wrapped up in the lesser levels of death and turn into habitual trapped creatures? 
or will they extend the range of their affinity and their allegiance to encompass the redemptive and the regenerative aspects of death? Being magnetised to relive previous deaths, to learn the ways of death and to fathom its mysteries and being able to move among many sides of this equation but ultimately drawn either to indulge the regressive loop of being in circles of recurrence, swept away or to open up the space tremendously, to collaborate with the lively ones among the dead and to discover that in their world, which is scooped out in that exquisite sensibility through which the lively dead see this world, they celebrate its free becoming more fully than anybody else would be able to approach in that sparkling way. Whew. That's kind of stunning. I think, you know, Sagittarius and Gemini are about truth, knowledge, learning, understanding. On the South Node, I think this is really about taking an inventory, if you like, from our past and taking and learning new lessons and creating something new and moving towards that Gemini North Node, which is incidentally at one degree and one the number of new beginnings. So it's a powerful, powerful eclipse. It's really going to um, hit the USA big over the coming months, as is the Venus retrograde with the Pluto conjunction and all the things I said. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the lessons over the past years in this, uh, particularly I think in um, in this century, are kind of coming home to roost, if you will. So anyway, I hope you'll consider joining me in the Venus Retrograde Heroines Journey class beginning December the 14th. The link's below. This will really help you through what's really going to be quite a challenging winter I think for many of us but I can I honestly believe that when we are working with the energies we can um, really make lemonade out of um, lemons lemons and create something amazing through a challenging time so keep listening if you don't want to join the class then just keep listening to the podcasts or subscribe to my youtube for any other videos that I'm going to bring forth and watch this space. But um, why wouldn't you want to join the class? It's amazing and life changing. And this one is off the charts. So for now and from Venus, have a wonderful new moon eclipse. <laughs>